This is the Tom Baker Show. Welcome back to the Tom Baker Show. This is a special show on a special week, right? It is Memorial Week, and that means, obviously, that uh, the upcoming weekend is a time when we kind of stop and uh, remember those who have given their lives to uh, the freedom, the cause of our freedom. And for motorsports fans, this is one of the greatest weeks to be a fan and weekends because obviously there are so many big events scattered across the sport um locally regionally nationally and even internationally it's really it's awesome and um looking forward to being at charlotte all weekend long so um glad that you're with us on this show um we've got hot topic coming up here in a moment but um wanted to to spend a minute we've done a couple of these shows um already and uh as we really kind of get ourselves out there with the tom baker show um you know i wanted to take a a minute to kind of let you know what this show means to be about and why you should care about it because that's uh always an important question right and so this show despite my uh ailing voice here uh (laughs) this show will be about conversation about motorsports but we're gonna do things a little differently i grew up in the 70s at my local track being completely mesmerized by the the sound of the cars the colors going by me at 120 miles an hour the smell of the methanol the excitement and the energy of of the racing and the drivers and the people who made such a huge impression on me as a five-year-old six-year-old when I first started going to the track and who became my heroes. This is a sport that is a lifestyle. It's very different. And so this show is going to very much celebrate the motorsports lifestyle. And that's really what Steering Wheel Nation as a brand is about. It's the whole mission of steering wheel nation is to create a community around the lifestyle and the various aspects of the motorsports lifestyle and the people who are a part of it. That's been my dream since the beginning with steering wheel nation. And this show is going to be the flagship show in our lineup of content. This is going to be the show excuse me, where we focus very heavily on um, bringing the inside of the sport in all of its glory and all of its flaws. That's what we want to do here. So 
Are you going to hear from drivers? Sure. Are you going to hear from other personalities from inside the sport? Absolutely. Are we going to talk safety? Are we going to talk technology and the business part of the sport and try and kind of bring the overall motorsports experience to you? A hundred percent. And we're going to do it all from my perspective as a fan. First and foremost, anything I've ever done in the sport, I've tried to approach it as a fan. My opinions um, tend to be based upon whether I think that it's good or bad for the fans. Although, obviously, my experience over the years managing racetracks and series and promoting drivers and um, doing a number of different things in the sport over the last uh, three and a half decades that I've been blessed to be a part of it. Um, And for 50 years overall as a fan, um, obviously I I try to kind of bring all of that uh, perspective into my opinions on things or my Uh, my thoughts. And so I've always been a short track fan in the sense that um, I'm all about the, the history of the sport. I'm all about the lower ranks of the sport divisions from quarter midgets, go-karts, legends, cars, um, you know, amateur endurance racing, you know, dirt track, all of those things. Um, weekly racing, the Saturday night warrior, the drivers and the teams and the people who lay it all on the line just to get to the track. That's, that's what I love about the sport. I love the big series, the NASCARs, the F1s, the Indy cars, you know, we're going to try to bring a good mix of stories and personalities and issues into this. And we're going to do it in a way that um, few other shows if do. We're going to we're we're going to try to keep it to high energy, um, and we're going to really mix it up. And I hope that each show going forward will educate, entertain, and inform you. And, and, um, we'll do it in a way that makes it fun. We're going to try to be positive. Um, we're, you know, there are, I'm not, um, not a big fan of the sort of national Enquirer gossip sort of stuff. So, you know, we're not going to be TMZ, um, we are really, there are so many great stories in this sport at all levels. I've, I've done two interviews in the last month that have just been equally amazing to me, humbling. I interviewed a 20-year-old racer who is running in Skip Barber F4 right now. His name is Gabe Tesh. Gabe is a childhood brain cancer survivor. 
His story is incredible. There's actually a movie out, a documentary about him. I interviewed him for our CartCast show, our podcast about go-karting. Interviewed him for that. He was um, our last episode that we put out. Our most recent one is about Gabe. Yesterday, I had a chance to talk with an 85-year-old named Bill Blair Jr. Bill is one of the foremost NASCAR historians. His father was racing in the 40s, and Bill France sat in, the, in Bill Blair Sr.'s yard by the oak tree numerous times talking about the formation, the upcoming formation of NASCAR and what it would take and what could happen if all of the promoters and the racers stuck together and got together and did and did something grand. Bill Blair Jr. was basically a fly on the wall for a lot of those conversations. Spent two hours listening to him tell stories. That interview will be a, a part of our Stock Car Classics podcast upcoming. But again, some of that will also bleed over onto this show as well. That's what we're about. Great stories. We want to bring you the lifestyle and the people who, who make up that lifestyle. So we're going to have some fun with this show. It's going to be a weekly show, but we reserve the right to do bonus episodes when we feel necessary. And of course, you'll see other content come out on Steering Wheel Nation as well. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Wheel Nation on all of those things. Um, Steering Wheel Nation means to be a hub. So as we grow... We want to be a place where other content creators can put their content so that what we end up with is a giant community full of motorsports content. Think Netflix. Not all video, though. And the community piece is about to be launched on a platform most of you have never heard of called Magic. We're getting ready to pull the trigger on that it is an amazing content distribution platform that basically is all the socials in one plus again it's sort of a place to put your content and it works through their mobile app so once you download the app and have our community anytime that we post a piece of content you get it instantaneously just by opening the app and if we're going to do a live show, we're going to do some of those going forward down the road. Or if we want you to know that something big is going on, we've got some breaking news or some piece of content, we can use a push notification to just let you know, hey, you know, this news just broke. Here's the link. We're not going to spam you or overly bug you. But this community, this setup that they have is the most interactive platform known to man right now. It's incredible. 
and we're going to be the first motorsports entity on it. So that's where this show is going to be based. It's where our digital version of our Steering Wheel Nation magazine is based as well. We're going to cover a lot of different types of racing. If you're looking for NASCAR-only content, you're not going to find that. But if you're looking for NASCAR content amongst a lot of other cool content, you will find that. Short track content, all kinds of different things. We're all about great stories and the people who comprise them and who live them. So that's what we're going to be bringing you through this show. Hot Topic's going to look when we have something that's going on that's, that's the big news, the big story. That's what that segment's going to be for. This week we had a plethora. <laughs> this weekend was a feast between Hickory Motor Speedway, where I was at, and, of course, the All-Star Race weekend at North Wilkesboro. So Hot Topic is a busy one. And as we go forward, we'll try to keep you up with what's going on upcoming weekend, both the biggest short track events and NASCAR, F1, IndyCar, all that as well. So this show is going to have a lot to it in a very short time frame. We're going to try to keep it somewhere in the neighborhood of about an hour. Keep the segments relatively short um, to keep it moving. Show will come out on Wednesdays. And we look forward to that. So, again, we hope that you will enjoy the Tom Baker Show. We hope that you will appreciate the passion and the care and the energy and excitement that gets put into it each week. And we look forward to your comments and and your ideas, suggestions, thoughts. Agreement is never required. But we, we want you to feel like you can participate here. The comment sections of our socials, the way to do it. Um, the email is team, T-E-A-M, at steeringwheelnation.com. Team at steeringwheelnation.com. If you want to, or you can DM, DM us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at the Wheel Nation. That's what we got going on here with the Tom Baker Show. I'm really looking forward to taking us forward here. This is a very busy week, and we get into a busy summertime part of the season. So we hope that you'll join us each and every week, and we'll share with your friends as well so we can build Steering Wheel Nation. It's time for this week's hot topic, and the hot topic of the week is fight, fight, and more fight. Oh, boy. Um, It was 1979 at Daytona all over again at Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday. Let me start by saying that I'm seeing a lot of people that are maligning Hickory Speedway over what happened there on Saturday night, and y'all need to stop. I've been at Hickory almost every race this year, and there has been some of the best late model racing, most competitive racing in the late models that I've seen at Hickory in years. We've had a week or two where, you know, the drivers go off the deep end and, you know, we have the wreck fests, but 
It's not Hickory can't control what the drivers do with their race cars, except by what they say is okay. And I'll explain that in a minute. So Saturday night at Hickory, what's that Elton John song? Saturday night's all right for fighting. Well, apparently somebody thought it was because the trouble started in one of the feature events. It was not a late model feature, but one of the uh, other divisions, they had some sort of on-track altercation where I'm told that one driver punched another driver and may have actually knocked him out. Uh, But you know how legend gets going. So I'm going to say that's alleged because I didn't see it. I don't even know who the drivers were that were involved, but something happened in one of the early features on the racetrack in turns one and two. Now, I want to deal with what happened in the nightcap feature on on Saturday night, which was the second of the two twin four of the second of the twin forty lap features for the late models. You had two drivers on the racetrack, Landon Huffman, last year's track champion, and Annabeth Barnes Crum, who were arguing over space. Again, you're gonna get each driver is gonna have their own version of all of that. I'm not going to get into even talking about that because to me, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. If what, what the result of that was, was Annabeth ended up spinning off of turn four down the front straightaway. Now, either that was because Landon did something or she did something or she tried to retaliate for something Landon, Landon did. It doesn't matter. I don't care what happened before she spun. It's what happened afterward that presented the problem. She turned her race car around and she took off and she, she hit the gas and she drove around the outside. Now we're under caution at this point for her spin. She drove around all the other cars to get to Landon Huffman and she caught up to him in turn three. Now, She didn't just give him a bump. She didn't just turn him to show her displeasure. She was going at a high rate of speed and she slammed the front end of her car into his car, the right side of his car. Violently. This was something you would see at Bowman Gray. And you expect it up there because that's Bowman Gray's whole thing. It, it's not racing first at Bowman Gray. It's, you know, how many fights can we have and how, you know, how can we use our race cars to slam bang into each other and create roller derby on wheels? This is entertainment. This is what we expect at Bowman Gray. You understand if you're going to a race there that that's what you're going to see and you have to suspend all expectation that it's just about the racing because it's not. But this isn't Bowman Gray. This is Hickory. And I don't think that Hickory wants to be that kind of a track. So what you have here is you have a driver who got spun out, then felt like she'd been wronged. So she's going to go right the wrong. She's going to use a race car to do it. And, you know, I talk all the time about uneven payback, but, you know, that and, and how I define that is, you spin me so I drive you into the wall kind of thing. Like it isn't, 
you know, it isn't A for A for A, it's A for B. You know, um, you spun me, so I'm going to slam you into the wall. This was not even uneven payback. This was vehicular assault. This was a level of contact and, and basically road rage is what it was. Annabeth was enraged. She had no regard for what the consequences could have been to what she did. She just was determined she was going to wipe him out. And that's what she did. And she wiped herself out in the process, demolished the front end of her car. And, and it did a ton of damage to the, to the, uh, to Huffman's car. And even into the chassis and, and the hoops and the front, like all of the sort of vulnerable parts of the car that, that, you know, it's a good thing she hit him on the right side because if she'd hit him on the other side, this could have been very serious and it still is serious. Now that would be enough to talk about, but wait, there's more because at about the same time that this was all going on up in the spotter stand, Annabeth's husband, Jake crumb allegedly attacked Landon's father, Robert Huffman, and they went to the ground and Jake was just, you know, flailing on, on him, broke his nose, broke Robert's nose. Now I'm saying allegedly because I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't see it firsthand, but nobody's disputing this. Um, there was, it, you know, it was basically a blindside kind of thing, according to Landon. Um, you know, and I don't know why Robert would have instigated it because everything was being done to uh, Landon on the track and not, it wasn't as if, you know, th- there was no reason for for Robert to have, to have g- gone after because this, this, this started apparently at about the same time as she was colliding with Landon from what I'm, I've been told, but whatever it was, there was that incident up there as well. And all of the reports that I've heard were that Jake was the aggressor. He was the one who, who, who attacked Robert. Now here's the problem that gets now you've got, Security first, you know, the on track incident happens and and so everybody wants to go deal with that. Well, then what happens in the spotter stand happens at about the same time. So you've got basically now mass chaos because you've only got so many track officials and security people and you've got multiple situations going on so of course we're about four laps from the conclusion of the night's racing and we've had a good race up till then um which clark houston ended up winning the race we'll get to that in a minute but this situation was complete chaos and it was probably somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes before order was restored enough to go finish the race. 
So you have two incidents here that you deal with. And, you know, I've had experience managing racetracks. And this is, I know there's a certain degree of this that the fans think is entertaining. This went way beyond anything that could be considered entertainment. You know, this this was violent and it was assault and it was ugly. And so as a racetrack now, you have these two things that have happened and you can't, Hickory can't let this go. You can't just sit them down and talk to them and go, okay, you know, here's your milk and cookies. This, it isn't that sort of a situation. You have had a, you know, Robert's nose was broken. So you, you've had that this clearly was, and again, I'm going to say alleged, but I've heard nobody saying that Robert had anything to do with this as far as starting it. And obviously Landon was just driving around under caution when Annabeth slammed into him at a high rate of speed. So you have two very serious incidents here. What do you do with this? As a racetrack, you cannot be weak in your response, in my opinion, because how everybody else who races there and the fans see your racetrack going forward is going to be gauged by what you do here because it's what you allow and what you want your your track to turn into. Now, if you kind of want a parallel here, if you listen to the Dale Jr. download, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has always been an advocate of you know, of, of emotion and, and letting drivers show emotion. And, and, you know, I think, I think he's kind of been like, well, let him, let him, let him fight, let him go, let him, let him be, let him settle it. But now that he owns the cars tour, you hear him singing a slightly different tune now about this. Because he now sees it from an ownership standpoint, the business of sponsorship and, and people wanting to be associated with your brand and your, in your series and all of that. And this is not 1960 that this is not the seventies. You, you can't that Hickory has been put into a terrible position here because they had some great racing again on Saturday night. And this race where this incident happened was won by Clark Houston of the Houston family of NASCAR legends, right? Andy and Tommy. And, you know, first win of the year, big win for him. Cody DeMarmels won the street stock race. Charlie Watson won the super truck race. Brian Larkin won the renegade race. And Oh, by the way, Kate Brown won the first late model feature of the night. And, Landon Hoffman won the limited race. So you have all that. What are we talking about? This fight and this, this, this crazy situation that happened that basically turned ugly. That's not the kind of PR that Hickory Motor Speedway or any other track should want. You shouldn't want to be known for that. 
Bowman Gray is the salmon in 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 the in the water that glorifies it, and you know that's their thing. Roller derby on wheels. That's fine. That's what they want to do. That's you. You just you know if you go there as a fan, or you go there, you know what you're going to see. You know what's liable to happen. It's gladiators, whatever. I don't think every racetrack wants that. And Hickory surely now has, they've got to deal with this, in my opinion, very sharply. Very, very sharply. You, I don't think you cannot suspend that entire group that Annabeth, Jake, and and the team. I think you've got to take them out of the track for a while. A good while, not a week or two, but the rest of the season, or maybe you just take them out forever. I know if I were in charge of the track, I I would just tell them not to come back. You just can't have that happen. This is a family sport, and that both of those situations were way over the top. And unless you're going to find that Robert Huffman instigated what happened in the spotter stand, and I have not heard anything from anybody to indicate that that would be the truth. Unless you're going to find that, then you have Annabeth and Jake both at fault in different incidents um, for the same obvious reason, right? So I think you have to, at minimum, you're gone for the season. And it's, in my opinion, I think it's totally justified to just, Tell them to to go out, get out and stay out. You just permanently suspend them from the racetrack because that could have been way worse than it ended up being. But a broken nose is bad enough, isn't it? So um, that's one hot topic. Here's the second one. On Sunday night... <laughs> At North Wilkesboro, we actually had two hot topics come from this. We had a fight at North Wilkesboro too. Did you get? Did you all know that? But it had nothing to do with drivers. This was a fight in the grandstand. <laughs> two dumbbell of the day fans got in a fight. Now, you know this comes from Toby Christie, our colleague, uh, NASCAR media uh, writes about NASCAR and does a great job. I, I like. Toby's uh, website, tobychristie.com. We're going to throw a plug, but that's where it came from. And according to what uh, Toby said on Twitter today, the, the young man who was found to be the aggressor is 26 years old. I'm not going to give him the 50 minutes of fame by saying his name was removed from the track by police. Now, if you get removed from the track by police, wouldn't you think that it would not be a good idea you probably don't want to try to sneak back in. Well, this guy did. And he ended up getting arrested later. Now, again, so we have, we're, we're putting you out of the track. Go away. Then he tries to get back in and gets arrested for second degree trespassing and disorderly conduct because he uh, attempted to re-enter the track to watch the finish of the race. Are you kidding me? Dumbbell of the day, right? But wait, we're not done yet. We're done with the fighting. 
But there's one more thing that happened at North Wilkesboro on Sunday night that social media is just brimming with. And we're calling it Fingergate. Oh, my goodness. Bubba Wallace got caught on camera flipping someone off. We don't know who. As he was being interviewed or getting ready to be interviewed on the Fox broadcast. And the world is spinning off its axis over this. As if he was the first driver to ever flip a bird. First of all, doing that makes you look 12. Sorry. If, if you do that, to the, that stuff we did when we were kids because we were too stupid to, to, to have better ways to, you know. So that, doing that makes you look 12. I don't care if you're just doing it to be funny. I, I think it's an ignorant gesture, and I wish we would just, it's kind of like certain words that we use that ought to be just gone from the language that we you know, some of us, it's okay to use them and others, it seems not to be like, we don't need those words. Why do we use them? Just like this. Why do we grown people putting their middle finger up at somebody else? Cause you're mad at them or you're clowning with them or whatever the deal is. We don't know if Bubba was whatever. Okay. But in my opinion, you do that, your next move might as well be to stick your tongue out and say nana, 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 or call the other guy's, the other person's mother a bad name, right? I mean, that not that what we did? When we graduated from middle school, we should have graduated from middle school drama, right? You know, I mean, I'm I'm being slightly funny about this just because, honestly, of all things, you know, we we, we had an enormous miracle this past weekend. NASCAR came back to North Wilkesboro when a lot of us, including me, swore that would never, ever happen. And it happened. So I'll, I'll again, I'll be happy to eat crow for that, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to eat some humble pie because I, I said there's no way that ever happens. And, you know, and it happened. So we had some crazy racing at North Wilkesboro and all I'm seeing on social is that stupid still shot of Bubba flipping somebody off. Like that's all anyone cares about. Kyle Larson whooped the field's butt on Sunday night in the all-star race. Now, wasn't it? I, I, I don't think it was that great of a race, but who cares? First of all, it's a meaningless race in a way because it's not a points race. It's an all-star race. There hasn't been a competitive, what I would consider to be a competitive all-star race, a great, dramatic, like big-time all-star race in 20-plus years. One Hot Night was one of the last, in my opinion, of, of, of the great, dramatic, memorable all-star races. But this one is is memorable because we went back to North Wilkesboro. All the racing was was very good. Some of the divisions were crash-filled, and, you know, it was there was a lot of equipment torn up, but that's what you do at short tracks, right? That's an old, worn-out racetrack, and I don't think, frankly, that the cup cars really took to it all that well, although the the two heat races were competitive enough. They were great. So I I don't know where to go with that. All I'm saying is 
It's like people just and and to look to to let's not be hating on one driver for throwing a middle finger in the air while we cheer on other drivers who do it just because one is our favorite driver and the other one's Bubba. And that's what I feel like's happening here. If Bubba if Bubba actually was doing that to the fans, then okay, we've probably got a reason to be a little upset, right? I'm not sure that's why he was doing it. But if if it is, shame on him. Fans pay uh to to get into the show. They want to boo, let them boo. At least they're at least they're giving you attention. How many drivers go through driver introductions and basically get you know, polite applause, right? Better than booing, at least if they're booing wildly, it it's but this this but let's not be one sided here. If it's okay for Chase Elliott or any other driver to do it, it's okay it, then you gotta say it's okay for Bubba. And personally, do I think NASCAR should do anything to Bubba? Nope. Nope. If his team or his sponsors want to have a discussion with him about it, that's their job. I don't think this is a, a, a big thing. Unless you're going to also say NASCAR should have done whatever you think they should do to Bubba too. Because all of those birds, how many, how many middle fingers over the years have we seen in the middle of a NASCAR race on the broadcast? So give it up, people. Don't be one-sided about this. Don't be one-sided about this. That's this week's hot topic. Okay, folks, we're going to wrap the show up here. I'm going to go put a bolo out on my missing voice. You all have a great weekend. Enjoy the racing and remember to stop and remember the reason why we have this weekend, which is to remember those who gave it all so that we have the freedom to go racing wherever it is that we are on this great weekend. So long. You've been listening to The Tom Baker Show.